1: Closing his way through midfield and drifts out towards the left-hand side in possession for Watford. Clips the ball into grey! 2-1
0: Watford! Anderson on the edge of the penalty. flicked header And a winner! And it's Javier Hernandez again! Zinchenko in support for the cross-in. It's met by the head of Aguero. And Sergio Aguero has surely won the game for Manchester City. Runs to the edge of the 18-yard box. This is a charge. This is a wonderful
2: goal! Surely now, Wolverhampton well, Wanderers are going through to the semi-final, and Brighton make it an all Premier League last four in the FA Cup by beating Millwall in a penalty
0: shootout. And Liverpool show their resilience to head back to the top of the Premier League. James Milner bounces back from an error to convert another penalty.
1: It's the Premier League preview show, review show, as we head into the final international break of the season. What are we talking about? Well, we'll talk about the FA Cup and whether those quarterfinals should all be declared null and void. If all the matches aren't played in the same set of circumstances, then how can the results be legitimate? How have the Football Association and why have the Football Association degraded their own competition again by not having video assistant referee technology in all four matches? I think it's fair to say it would have made quite the difference. Man City would probably be out. Sorry, Brighton. Also in the Premier League, what's wrong with Burnley, what's wrong with Chelsea, and what next when we return for the end of season run-in? It's the Premier League preview show, review show, at the end of week 31 and the FA Cup quarter-finals. Let's say hello to our panel. Now, David Walker is usually here. He's our football editor here at TalkSport, of course. Uh, But Watford got through in the FA Cup, and he's been on a stag-do in Luxembourg, and so we've called him... And no, David
2: Walker this week. Mr. Team Boss Tom.
1: He couldn't make it, could <laughs> it's he? It's definitely a Big fine. Fine. Big <laughs> fine. He may well be in a local B and Q stealing a toilet seat. I'm not sure what he's doing, Uh-oh. but we may well not see him for a few weeks. I hope he's well. Uh, we'll see him at Wembley, I'm sure. But we have replaced him with two, I would say, more talented individuals. Uh, we'll start with uh, Danny Gabbardon, who's sitting alongside me here, former Wales international, West Ham and Cardiff man, of course. How are you, mate?
3: I'm good, Tom. Yourself? You
1: worried about Dave? You concerned about um,
3: him? No, not really. We'll be fine, <laughs> won't we? No, we'll be fine. No, you, got, you make your bed, you got a lion in you. So. Yeah, I'm
1: sure if he can find his bed, that's the important <laughs> thing. Uh, also with us as well, the former West Ham and Man City captain, uh, Millwall manager previously as well, Stevie Domas is here. You OK? Very good, Tom. Do you enjoy the Millwall game on Sunday? Well, move on from that. for the moment. <laughs> 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 Trying to get me lynched. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, let's get into the FA Cup of course there were four quarter finals this weekend. Uh, Millwall losing against Brighton on penalties. Wolves beating Manchester United by two goals to one. Man City were 2-0 down they won 3-2 and of course Watford through as well. Got to start with a video assistant. Got to start with this because it's absolutely incredible. So we go across the games. So I picked out four key moments here. Man City get a penalty for a challenge on Raheem Sterling, certainly debatable, may well have still been a penalty, but it would have been reviewed, personally I don't think it was a penalty. Later in that game, Sergio Aguero scores the winner, he is clearly and inarguably offside when he scores it. In the Brighton game against Millwall in the 120th minute, Brighton score a goal, they've won it, they're through. The offside flag is erroneously given and that goal does not count. In the game on Saturday between Wolves and Manchester United, Victor Lindelof is sent off, but it's quite rightly overturned. It wasn't the right decision from Martin Atkinson. One of those games had a video assistant, and we got the right decision. It was after three minutes, sure, but we got the right decision. In two others, we got wrong decisions all the way through. Steve, I've got to ask you about this. Surely, if we're not going to have the video assistant in every single game, basically these games are now illegitimate. They shouldn't exist and we should replay all four of them under the same set of circumstances.
2: Uh, I'd have to agree with you, Tom. I think the FA have had an absolute horrendous weekend, not only with this decision but the minute silences with the terrorist atrocities in New Zealand. So I just think the FA really somebody there has got to think if, if one's one's having it, another three not. It's not a level playing field, you know. And the FA Cup for me has got back its prestige the last three or four years because before that, it was almost everybody was just fobbing it off. So I think for them to do this has just they've just opened the can of worms, really.
1: I mean, the Liberty Stadium, Gabs has had matches yeah. with VAR in the Cups last season. We have, we know they can have it. And yet, apparently, the Football Association took the decision at the start of this season to only use VAR in games where they were in Premier League stadiums. So, basically, if Swansea didn't go down last year, they'd be in the FA Cup semi-final this year. There is no logic to that.
3: So, we're basically favouring the Premier League teams. <laughs> what is that all about? As you say, Tom, I think... If you're gonna do it, you go the whole way and do it. You have it every single game um, for it to be at certain games. I I, I really think it's can't difficult, though, Gabs, because
2: uh, the cup game in the lower leagues. But once it gets for yeah, me, once it gets to the quarterfinals, where where really the likelihood is you, you're gonna have majority Premier League. But the likes, you know, likes of the Championship teams and, and that there, you know, it's got to be a level playing field, surely to goodness.
1: I mean, it costs money to put it in. I understand that, but. With liberty, the Liberty already being set up for it, they basically would have had to just pay for it to go into the den. Mm. Now, fair enough, you know, people don't want to invest in the den. There's a very good reason for that. Teams who play music after goals shouldn't exist, we all agree. <laughs> but <laughs> apart from that, it's, it's the FA Cup. It is their premier showpiece event, and yet they didn't feel it was worthwhile. Yeah. I, I just don't understand any competition where there's not a level playing field at kickoff.
2: But not just that. There's nobody in the FA thinking, listen, we're going to look stupid here. This this, this this scenario, somebody can foresee this scenario, can't they? They're looking at the FA Cup, we're, we're deciding, now I understand that we're deciding it because the non-league teams, you can't have it at, at every ground, but surely it gets to the TLA and somebody's not, in that meeting, that strategic meeting, Somebody not saying, when we get to the end of this cup, this, this could leave us a little bit open, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. And surely to goodness, it has happened.
1: But things are falling in Man City's favour, aren't they? <laughs> Let's put it that way, Gabs. You were covering the game, Swansea-Man City. Swansea were fantastic. Obviously, yeah. want your comment on that. But take away from the video assistant referee nonsense. Uh, and they were 2-0 down and being outplayed and yeah. still won the game.
3: They were they were flustered, Man City. I, I haven't seen it for a long time. A team kind of do that to them. Um, you could see the one or two of them arguing with each other, um, getting frustrated. Swansea's game plan was, was fantastic. It was great to see, actually refreshing to see a team actually have a go at Man City, try and press them high, um, take chances and accept that sometimes if you high press them, they're going to play through you, you're going to have to defend well. Um, and they took that chance and by doing that then, they were able to kind of get at Man City on the turnover in, in good positions of the field and, yeah. and, and exploit kind of the lack of pace that Man City have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that lack of kind of defensive now with so Fernandinho being injured so the game plan was fantastic um, second half yes you could see Swansea were starting to get a bit tired and City came back into the game they were relentless the way they just keep going at you but the key moment was you know, the first goal was obviously important, the mistake by Carnival's with his clearance. What hand. a shame as well. He was having such he a He was game. excellent. He just he just saw Leo uh, Leo off the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then Sterling comes on yeah. and I looked at that and I just saw oh, I feel for you. You've done so well. But that's the quality that they have. But that was an important goal obviously, but I mean the penalty one was the turning point point. There was never a penalty for me. Um Well we're, we're letting him off a bit here, aren't we?
1: Because we're saying there should be VAR, but on first viewing it looks like the defender goes to ground, gets a whole big chunk of the ball, and then there's a a connection afterwards. But that's allowed, is it? That's within the rules.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a real difficult one. I think, like Gab said, they put so much in, the energy they expended, and that's why Man City are so good, because they can Mm. bring on that level of quality. And for me... I know what you're saying It's a key moment, but the Bernardo Silva goal, yeah. that, like for him to hit that, that, fine, that, that is one of the truest hits that's off the outside of the boot yeah. on mm-hmm. the half folly. You know, that is, in their moments, that's why they're the best because they've got players of that technical ability that can do that. Mm. Probably even nine or ten teams in the Premier League, they haven't got a player that can do that. Man City have. Yeah, yeah. And that's just, you know, you felt for them because the goalkeeper... He made he made about four or five world-class. The double save was legs. Yeah. You know, Aguero couldn't believe it. <laughs> but um, I think it's just it just goes to show what Man City have got, you know, the, the abundance of riches. And, and But like you say, it's a devastating to go out that way when you've given so much. I think that's yeah. the killer. I think that's the
3: thing. If you're a Swansea City player now, sitting here this morning, and you're looking at the VAR decisions that, could have gone in your favour mm. if it was there and then you're looking at the other games and seeing as you said Tom the Brighton goal mm. that was disallowed because they, they had it or whatever the Wolves game um,
2: the injustice of it, the is, injustice, it the injustice of it the injustice yeah. of it and you've got Brighton in the semi-finals which you know <laughs> you don't <laughs> if you're at Swansea you probably never get yeah. a better chance to get to an FA Cup final and to have have that been taken away when if it is level playing field you're right the beatable on the penalty could have still went with the referee. Everybody, mm. I thought it would have been soft, but could have said it's still contact. But the offside, like you're saying, the yeah. the killer goal yeah. is is a real knife in the heart.
3: And that's what it's there for. That's what VAR is there for. Those clear and obvious, not the ones you know where we saw at United the other week against PSG, where it's uh, it's not clear and obvious. Where he's jumping with his arm he hits his arm. It's those penalty mm. decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Offside. <laughs> that's what. Do you, VAR think VAR that the,
1: do you think the VAR debate, which has gone on between the enlightened like me and the Luddites who don't want to bring VAR in, and I just wonder whether if the debate was just right, we're just going to do offsides. Like, yeah. and, and if we think there's something... They've said clear and obvious, uh, and I was checking to some of the people who wrote the the, uh, the actual clear and obvious phrase. It was something that the, um, the governing bodies were desperate to get in there to make sure that was a key component mm. for when they kind of flag something up. But if we got rid of that and it was just... Catastrophic errors like offside. So but we don't still, debate penalties still, and we don't still debate the because
2: that. obviously there's penalty, two penalties, one penalty in one game. I can't remember it was where the arm around him when he pulled him down. it was Rondon on Solomon Rondon on in the in the Bournemouth game. Uh, they give away a penalty yeah, and yeah. then the pullback. So how's that not that's clear and obvious? Yeah, you know what I mean. But but, but, but because the referee it, doesn't
1: see it. If we get rid of all that and just do offsides, do you think there'll be more acceptance to fun. VAR originally? <laughs>
2: Well, maybe I think, I think if you're so. doing it, you're do- if you're doing it, you're doing it. Mm. It's as simple as that. There's no half baked, this half baked trying it, doing it. If if we're gonna do it, let's do it, let's do it just across the board and decide what you're going gonna do in that. Don't have it half baked, and that just the FA Cup that just makes no sense. Yeah. You know, it makes it even more farcical.
1: I mean, with the VAR debate, I love it because I've always been in favour of it, and everyone always tells me. Well, if it takes 60 seconds to come to that decision, fine. But there should be a, there should be a clock start on when the decision is, is flagged to the referee and all that. But at the end of the day, we want the right decision, don't we? Like during the commentary of the Wolves-Man United game, I was doing it with Paul Parker and he was basically saying it's taken a long time. And, you know, I do love Paul, but I had to say to him, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it takes one minute, five minutes. A bloke got sent off, it was wrong, and he continues to play now.
2: Yeah. And that's more important, isn't yeah. it? Initially, I was in favour of the boxers. key key moments of the game because it er eradicates penalties, it eradicates uh, offside goals, it eradicates maybe sending offs, but obviously that would be the one thing that that, that would be controversial if you didn't include that, Linderoff being a prime example. So, But it's where you're for. I'd like to keep the game rolling. Um, I'm a little bit in between, but I I do think that well, the way it is, and, and the money that's at stake nowadays, difference between going down and, and that there is massive. So I think they have to do something. But whatever they do, they can't be doing it half baked. Yeah, I think no, that bad. that's the key.
3: I don't think it's ideal if you if you're a player like waiting around. It infuriates the life out. I mean, yeah, waiting around two, three, four minutes. So you're waiting on a penalty decision. We've seen where are decisions on penalties, mm. and then the, the penalty's been given. The penalty taker's waiting there for about three minutes. Yeah. It well, has to affect the player yeah. when you're waiting that long before you take I think the answer as well is you've got to accept
2: as well, it's getting in the mindset that even we got VAR, it's still going to be open to interpretation. Yeah,
1: we can't fun. even decide how to say it. You said VAR, <laughs> I've said VAR. We can't even settle on that. What a mess it all is. But mind you, they make a mess of it anyway, referees. We've mm. kind of let them off this weekend because they have no video assistant referee in some of these games. But even in the games where they... Um, well, they don't have it. They, they make absolute huge errors. I'm thinking about there's a game with, with Oxford this weekend going down yeah. the leagues. You see this? And so uh, a penalty should have been given. It wasn't given. Uh, and then the team go up the other end and score the winning goal. This is the 93rd, 94th minute. So Oxford score the winner. And then suddenly... The referee's gone, hold oh, on, we should have given a penalty at the other end. And he goes and speaks to the assistant just as the team are about to kick off. There's no video assistant, so it's just two minutes later. He goes and chats to him and goes, actually, we should give that penalty. And then after that, they have another little row and they go, actually, you know what? Let's just give the goal. It's 94th <laughs> to the
2: 98th minute yeah, the referee just lost the plot there all of them there are just so madness. bad
1: we've got to change and that le-
2: and let's have it right it was a, it's a key game in the relegation battle down yep. there Oxford-Bradford yeah. you know what I mean both yeah. teams fighting for their lives massive moment and he just to uh, be, be fair side. he's just he's obviously had brain freeze, he's had too much slush poppies, his head just went, you know, <laughs> just, just said, you've been sucking too hard on that straw and his brain his, thought, brain, his, brain thought, his brain just melted, <laughs> didn't it, you know I what I mean? thought was realised it wasn't and was like, oh, well, well, actually. Check yeah, the video, yeah, there's no video, John, oh, right, there's no right, video.
1: The
2: I mean, it is just the
1: training of referees and that'll always need improving. You've got two tiers of professionals and then you've got guys in that division that are going to be on £300 a game a real like if now.
2: if we're having var, well. does that mean that the referees' wages are going down because they're having the le- less decisions to make
1: and there's more referees to employ? Exactly. Big changes. Not just video replay <laughs> is going to save the day. Unfortunately. Uh, right back to the football. Man City are in the FA Cup semi-finals. They will face Brighton. And let's talk Brighton, who beat Millwall up next. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
0: Right, let's
1: continue talking FA Cup. Uh, the semi final draw has happened, uh, and it is going to be Brighton up against Manchester City, Wolves against Watford, the other semi final. Uh, let's talk about this game now. I was cleaning the house on Sunday uh, because uh, I had the day off and, and the wife asked me to do a bit of housework and I'm happy to contribute to the marriage every now and then. Anyway, <laughs> um, I saw the score was was 2-0 to Millwall and I thought, well, it's not worth watching So you're
2: multitasking as well as cleaning? M- yeah, wow. well, I've got
1: the game on all the TVs in the house, of course. <laughs> so I'm a modern man. Uh, many TVs, so we haven't got to talk to each other. It's really saved the marriage in many ways. Anyway, um, and I saw the score being 2-0 I thinking, no, nah, there's no way. There's no way here. Of course, Brighton pull one back in the 89th. In the 88th, it's 2-0. Oh, I'll watch the end of it. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, go on. I'll watch the last few seconds of this game. Uh, And then Brighton get a a free kick, which is floated in by Solly March. It's going absolutely nowhere. And the goalkeeper, the Millwall goalkeeper... I mean, he drops the softest floated cross. Frankly, it's the worst thing I've seen on BBC One since Mrs Brown's boys. <laughs> um, Steve, your old team Millwall, of course. I know it didn't go great for you there, but I mean, you must, in, in a way, somewhere deep down in your heart would have liked Millwall to get to a semi-final. Because you want them through. I, don't
2: listen, you, I, brought, I brought Neil back. He's a good lad. But what I really feel for is the goalkeeper because he had he had the same slush poppy as that referee. <laughs> because <laughs> he, he, as the ball was floating over it, I just think he must have thought, I'll catch it or I'll maybe punch it. And he never did one or the other because it was most bizarre, because it wasn't even it wasn't even a dangerous free kick and nobody was even going for it. Gabs, no. you know we were talking about it earlier. He must have just been caught in two minds: whether to punch it, whether to turn it for a corner, or whether to catch it. And he didn't make his mind up. His, his brain just just froze at that moment in, in terms of his decision making. And what a time to do it! And. They're a pretty unforgiving bunch at Millwall, you know. They've got a relegation battle, you know. How how will that affect the scenario? You know, he's going to be under massive pressure the next game. He lets in a boob again, uh, you know. That crowd will go mad. Yeah. So, I my sympathies for the goalkeeper because mm-hmm. I think he's a decent goalkeeper, but he's just had a, one of them. Blooper moments so that I'll probably will see on the, the video at Christmas. Do you still get videos at Christmas? Yeah. Is that still a thing? Old school from Ireland, you do. <laughs> <laughs> We're just about coming in the DVDs. <laughs> They're just out over there. Oh, <laughs> right. So, poor
1: old David Martin, uh, what a shame, but he's absolutely right. That's a blooper reel, probably on YouTube or something uh, for a long, long time. Uh, Gaz, what about Brighton? What about what Chris Houghton's managed to do there? Because they, in the last few weeks, uh, have won two games in a row including away at Palace last week which no one really saw coming uh, with their dreadful away form going into it they're 2-0 down in the 88th minute of an FA Cup quarterfinal and come through and win it I mean you've been through to a final with West Ham was there a point during that run where you were like
3: we're going to get to the final we're going to win this 100%. 100% I think it gets to a stage where you just feel that your name's on the cup almost a little bit you've got that kind of momentum the draw kind of goes your way as well you get the teams that, that you want to get. Um, and he's done a really good job in recent weeks, Chris Hewton, I think, because they've been on that bad run. Um, they needed to pick up some points somewhere. They got those back-to-back wins. Mm. I was like you, I was watching the game. At 2-0, I thought it was game over. Yeah. Millwall going there, difficult team to play against. At 2-0, you know, the weather conditions as well, the crowd behind mm-hmm. them, I thought, it was done and dusted. Yeah. Brian didn't really look like getting back the into first, it. The first
2: goal was a fantastic yeah, sc- straight made from Lucario. Like, out out, out in wasn't it? You know. Yeah,
3: he's someone who, to be fair, he's come into Brighton and hasn't really produced the goods, has he, look He hasn't nope. always started. Glenn Murray's uh, been the main man, but he came on. It's a great goal, to be mm-hmm. fair, the way he spun the defender and uh, the power he got on the strike, and that got him back into it, really. And obviously, then, I mean, you can't legislate as a manager for mistakes, but. David, I don't know what he's doing. He's—he um, doesn't even get off the floor, does he? Um, he doesn't even jump. You know, that's a—that's a. That's a... When a cross comes in, most keepers jump and collect the ball, and he's given the old And If you do
1: that in training, you don't get forgiven. You do it live on TV. If you bump the uh, EastEnders' omnibus, then you better be (laughs) doing something good. Um, It was strange. So uh, so Brighton through uh, Man City, though, for them, and and that is going to be, Steve, extremely tough to say the least.
2: Yeah, really, you know, we're looking at Man City. they're, They're. They're winning games, they're also getting the luck. We spoke about it, Tom Watford, the offside goal. In the last four or five weeks, it must be so disheartening for Liverpool because they're seeing Man City hitting top gear and having the players that come off the bench to make major impacts in the game and they're getting that large stroke of fortune yeah. which maybe they don't deserve with the finances they've got in reserve. Yeah.
1: Uh, Let's go to Wolves, who knocked out Manchester United. Now, I was at the Man United game last week against Arsenal. They lost, but I thought they they played pretty well. I'm I'm sure you both watched Mm. it as well. Uh, The PSG game, they lost at home. But, of course, that was Paris Saint-Germain, the Champions League. And, of course, they won the away leg. And uh, and we all know what happened from there. Did this feel, Gabs, like the first real disappointing defeat of the the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer era?
3: Yeah, I think Ole kind of said it. Himself post match, that's the worst we've played uh, since I've come into the club. Um, and to be fair, when they drew Wolves, I thought, mm, you know, after Man City, that's probably the team. Mm. If I'm looking at the draw, you know, I wouldn't want to pick Wolves, I wouldn't want to play Wolves because. They're so organised They've got those players That kind of can hit you On a yeah. counter attack as well Exactly what um, they did Didn't they With Jota and, exactly, and Jimenez Exactly what they did So um, that was always Going to be a tough game But they did underperform unite because you know, They had some of their Big hitters back as well Do you, do you know, think really there's a little Bit of mindset there a little
2: bit of fatigue after the the, the lift of the Champions mm. League, and maybe their mindset wasn't just right. And yeah. like you say, going to that, it's, it's a tough little ground to go yeah. to. You know, good 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 fan base, good noise, incredible and, atmosphere as well. Yeah, incredible atmosphere. They're up for it. And whether and you know what it's like, Gab, if you go into a game and you're not right mm. mentality, just ready, fully, hundred percent. You you're trying, but you're not fully knowing that you're playing against a top team where you really, you know, if you're playing against top team, Gab, you've got to be honest, you're going yeah. to get turned over. Whether there's a little bit of complacency, oh, this is Wolves, we could just turn up. And if four or five Es are, are not at it, don't matter who you are, you can get turned over. And yeah. Wolves were, like you said, you know, really well organized. Neves, Xhaka, you know, is a player. Player, as well. what a number nine! Like yeah. for 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 a foreign guy to come over, he plays like a British forward, doesn't he? Does mm. you know he gets hold of it, it sticks. He can run in behind. His finish was fantastic on the swivel.
1: Fifteen goals in all competitions yeah. in your yeah. debut season in English football. It's twelve in the league, and three in the cup. He and then you've got slow to be fair yeah.
3: as well. You had a slow start. Yeah, he he would not score wasn't but... going
2: as well. His pace and trickery, and you have got Neves passing range. So you, you've got a nice little blend mm. and and they can flip and they, the the 3 the 3 at the back suits them yeah you mm. know so listen very yeah, well, well organized chilled. and it was it was a i thought a tricky little tie for man united if they weren't bang on it and they
1: absolutely won got to ask you about cut goalkeepers. Would David De Gea have saved that effort with his feet from, from Raul Jimenez? We've had Jarelio Gomez playing for Watford. We'll, we'll I, talk about I, that in a second. What, I, what
2: we'll say is Sergio Romero was United's best player. Yeah, he, made he made three or four great sense. serves, but I'm in agreement with you with Giotta's one. Yeah. I thought he he, he, he wasn't set. He, he? It was a good strike, but he wasn't set. as mm. He was moving as the shot was saying, listen, I'm no goalkeeping expert, but they say as soon as his head's down he's pulling the trigger, you've got to be still. Mm. Goalkeeper's gotta be still so he can move. He looked like he was on balance and he couldn't dive down to the right and it, it made it look a poor goal.
3: Yeah, I think the Gayer possibly is in position. He he saves it with his feet even, you know, for to get beat on your near post. I know he weren't too far away, Jota there, but as as Lomi said there, he's a little bit not set and he actually when he goes down he just goes down in the storm yeah, somebody, doesn't he? yeah. he's past him before he can looks really like an set, outfielder so.
2: trying a bit of goal, yeah. goalkeeping practice and training it didn't look right no.
1: I mean it, there's good goalkeepers and Sergio Romero is a very good goalkeeper but they've got one of the all-time great keepers and they've gone well it's quarterfinal but of course we promised Romero the game so he plays. Yeah. I
2: just don't get it I, I don't either I just think listen let's have it right I'm not saying that it, you know, goalkeepers but in terms of energy levels you know it's more concentration it's not like he's going to be physically exhausted playing yeah. you know because obviously it's more about the mental side of it. i'm not saying that's tiring but if you're a, i can understand it. if you're a midfielder who's box to box or a wing back who's physically up and down the pitch expending energy and injuries from muscle fatigue, Danny, can happen. But it's a bit different from a goalkeeper. And I'm mm-hmm. with you. You go you at this, especially at this stage. Yeah, you're playing
1: against Accrington in the third round, yeah. fine, go for it. Yeah, Give yeah. him a run out. Give him all a run out. I don't necessarily yeah. well, agree with that. But I, but I I, what it.
2: Wood says, Sergio Romero wasn't the problem. No. You yeah, know, yeah. Ma- Ma- Man United's team, listen, he was fantastic. He made three or four saves, Else, it could have been. It could have been five oh, or six. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which would have been really embarrassing, and I think that that's the thing. Man United got away with it a little bit. Yeah. You
3: look, you look at City, and I think Phil Foden played in the last round for Man City. He got two goals against mm. Newport, played really well. He's actually Man City's top goal scorer in the FA Cup going into that game on the weekend. But they come up against Swansea, you're a decent team. Pep, mm. no, sorry, son. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, you're, you're not playing. You're on the, you're on the learning curve, the, yeah, aren't we're, you? We're yeah. going with the big guns mm. for this game because mm. Swansea are a decent mm. side. So maybe you got a point. for maybe, maybe, with maybe. Romero. Yeah.
2: Maybe that's a little bit of experience from Molly where he's trying to keep everybody yeah. happy. He trusts he's his players, he's, he he's trusts in there, he trusts them. Players, yeah. And what, uh, listen, if we were speaking to him now, he would he would say Sergio Romero's our best player. So, yeah. you know, yeah. th- there's other issues to be talking about.
1: A similar story at Watford. Joraleo Gomez played yeah. in their 2-1 victory over Crystal Palace. Uh, a beloved figure at the club for his, his decade there. He's probably going to retire at the end of this season. Wants to be a, a pastor, I understand. Yeah. Uh, and everyone loves him and... When he came off of Vicarage Road, he had the sense of a real occasion. He was Mm. in tears. His kids came on, all that sort of stuff. However, we've got a semi-final coming up against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Surely... Ben Foster plays I mean Watford haven't won a trophy in how long I mean you can't play even a beloved figure
2: I think as well you, think? Uh, Gomez would would say that he, he seems like an honest player and that's why he's, he's been around for so long because he's quite clearly good in the changing room he's quite clearly good with the other goalkeepers captain of the bench they call him is that a compliment <laughs> Well, is it that I age it because is, yeah. at that age it is because you need the squad players, you know what I went mean? and especially goalkeepers when you know you're not gonna be playing every week, you can't get the hump, mm. you've gotta then go and train with the guy you're competing against, you know. A lot of the times, individually with each other, you, you're training away from the group, so you've got to have a good relationship, and that's where where, where, where it's key. And also, as well as let's not forget, he looks still a good goalkeeper. Yeah. You'd be looking at other teams around the country, maybe in the championship, be thinking we would love that experience.
3: Yeah, t- I think Tom, the, the bench. Well, Lomi will tell you better than me. The bench and the fringe <laughs> players. You will <laughs> be in a You know, haven't been a manager. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was <laughs> on the <laughs> bench. Steady, Tom. Steady, Tom.
2: No that was John McCurry. He was not <laughs> yeah, in the. Judge. you don't know much about the bench level,
3: you
2: know. no, but I was never an impact player Tom <laughs>
3: being a manager you know the fringe players and the, and the subs almost take more looking after than the starting 11 you know, if you've got someone like Gomez who is a good personality good around the dressing room can kind of police the fringe players and not just there
2: you look at it this week the amount of subs that have come on and made an impact and yeah. changed games you know it's it's massive it's a massive part of the game nowadays and you know, that's what I used to always say to, say to my subs. I said, listen, I'm not going to be up at you all the time, getting you out, warming you up. You be ready. Mm. I said, that's all I'll say to you. You need to be ready when you go on. Don't let me have you pull you Monday and say, you weren't ready to go on, or you've come on and, mm. and, and, and nicked the hamstring or something like that there. So I think it's a massive part of the game. And I think, as Gabs knows, you need need good people around your club that aren't going to play week in, week out, and can accept that.
1: Mm. Mm. I mean, it's a weird thing on the bench, isn't it? I suppose, for some of these players, especially when they say you're going on. They go, right, hold on, let me just get my
2: chain off, uh, put my shirt
1: on, you got my shin pads, you got my boots, anyone on my boots? Why aren't they ready?
2: Well, that that... drives me insane. 100%. 100%. That's the other thing. Last thing out to the subs, you got your pads on, you're padded up. Because that, they're waiting for pads.
1: Drive, well, wouldn't they? Drive, drive people, you mad, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. I just can't think of any good reason why they don't. Anyway, that's a whole <laughs> other thing. Uh, just finding on Crystal Palace Gabs got to ask you about them. Now, Roy Hodgson said he was disappointed with his team's performance and went on to say, but then again, the league's our bread and butter. That's what it's all about, really. We're not that bothered about the FA Cup. Is it an excuse or is that really what they think? Because the performance no. suggests it, it probably is really what they think.
3: Um, well, I think it's it's a good excuse to kind of throw out after the game when you've lost um, you know Paris have been decent kind of away from home this season away from him being quite good so I think to get back into the game uh Brashley getting the equaliser he would have been hoping then he could go on. he had on a great chance at the end as well here. didn't he but um, no Zaha didn't play ankle injury you yeah. know he's a big part I, think, I think the
2: game itself it was that. anybody's game mm-hmm. you know it was quite Quite close, Quite even, yeah. and Watford scored at key moments, you know. Yeah. With Gray coming Great on, goal, another sub coming off the bench, and maybe we, round we, round we round. yeah, we really we give give the manager a bit a bit of paste And when they, they made them changes against Man City, he can now turn around, and say it's worked. them minute in a, a, mm. a semi final,
1: yeah, definitely. And they are through, and they've got Wolves, and that means Watford or Wolves in the final of the FA yeah. Cup this year. we yeah, for be, both clubs. What a dangerous opponent for. Yeah. Let's face it, Man City. Um, <laughs> right, that's the FA Cup sorted. Let's get on to the Premier League when we come back. There was a whole bunch of games and a whole bunch of goals to get through. Not a full programme of Premier League games this weekend, but a whole bunch of incredible stories up and down the division. Got to start with Burnley. I have to start with Burnley. Um, They played against Leicester City at the weekend for 86 minutes against 10 men of Leicester City and still lost this game. Now, Burnley find themselves just outside the relegation places. Two points clear of Cardiff, but they have a game in hand, do Cardiff City. And Burnley's fixtures, when we go along the rest of this season, do not look that good at all for Sean Dyche's side. So, a loss at home against 10-man Leicester is a huge, huge defeat. Uh, Danny Gabden, of course, you, you've been covering Cardiff a lot this season, former player and manager of the club as well. And... You must be looking at Burnley, like licking your lips. We could catch these here. They are really having another capitulation.
3: Yeah, I think from a Cardiff point of view, the more teams they can kind of suck into the the fight, the better. So you look kind of Southampton as well. But Burnley are the one team, and I mean, you look at them, the run, they're on. And if you're a Cardiff kind of player, Cardiff fan, you are thinking, well, they're the team that we can suck in kind of thing. So, um, I mean, they had the perfect start, didn't they, with Maguire getting the red card. But in a way it's probably the worst thing that could have happened to, to Burnley because if you're looking from a Leicester point of view if you're going to go down to 10 men um, if there's any team you maybe want to play against with 10 men it would probably be Burnley or maybe even Cardiff because so one the way dimension. they play yeah, yeah. one dimensional they're not going to drag you about with you know intricate passing um, you know there's going to be balls coming to the box and you just know what they're going to do basically it's happened to Cardiff three times yeah, yeah. this season they played against 10 men three times and I think the third occasion they managed to beat Brighton. The other two were, were draws, playing against 10 men for most of the game. So um, it was difficult for them then trying to break them down. Um, Bashing
1: it, it long to Peter Crouch exactly. in 2019. Are we, are we serious with well, this? Well, listen,
2: I, I have said for a while, I watched them earlier, they had a little revival for six games. Yeah. They are, accused them earlier in the season that they were thinking they're something they're not. They've now went back to totally root one Basics, football. It got yeah. them a bit bit of joy. But I think uh, Brendan Rodgers has got to take some you know praise because he, he didn't he didn't go shot up shot because he, he and one of the key mistakes for me, and I think if, if Sean looks back, when you're down when you're down to ten men, James Madison just floated in between and the amount of times he picked up the ball in between the defence and the midfield was frightening. If he would have just went and man to man James Madison, Leicester would never have got out. But Leicester continually were able to get out from defence too quickly because he was in I've never seen a team with 10 men be able to break yeah. through the lines against a team
3: so easily. Madison free kick. The fr- Heaton, a little, or not? He had a lovely know, run, sure. didn't he, of brilliant saves yeah. and brilliant games, John Heaton. The last, last couple, couple of games.
2: Of games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, they had, listen, that's been corner, an issue. Goalkeeping's it? been an issue. Defending's been an issue, I think, as well. Identity's been an issue in terms mm. of the club. Haven't really involved. They've stayed up, and I don't really think they've made the level and investment no. that that's going to be able to let Sean maybe not totally change, but, but, but get Just that bit of things co- freshen things, up, things up.
1: But does that let Sean dice off a bit here? Because essentially he plays four four two, pump it up to the big man. Mm. And when that needed a change at the start of this season, it did not go well at all. That re- re- resurgent run they had was because they went back to doing that and now it's not working again and it's a bit like... I mean t- but what, t- we
2: still we still co- we still come back to here what I always still come back to you is the the level of player you've got, so the first couple of seasons he was up the level of player needed that to do that to do that scenario they haven't for me over the last three or four windows brought a different calibre of player into and maybe Sean Disco. go well we don't want to we want to keep the same team spirit the hunger because if we because Gabs will tell you when you start changing it sometimes mm. uh, you know the team that's come up and the nucleus but it's how you evolve and they haven't evolved not been I'm not picking out one player because I like David Bardsley. Listen, he's a decent, solid player, but for me, you've got to move past people like him. Yeah. You know what I mean, and, and that's not yeah. being disrespectful. Even he can't Crouch, be. He Crouch can't be your starter back. right back. Crouch coming
3: back. Crouch coming Broke's back. For seven, eight million, and, he, and they sign Peter Crouch. Just, it's, it's yeah. not forward thinking, really. That is it.
1: I mean, Phil Bardsley and Peter Crouch. Is like look at the 2005 Premier League annual, just picking out a couple yeah. of yeah. players. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when Curbs brought in Freddie Lundberg. Yeah. It was like, why are you bring this guy's
2: finished. You can't bring in people like
1: that. Yeah, I mean, and to
2: let folks go as well to Stoke
1: City at that point.
2: It was a, it was a, it was a strange, strange move. But I think it's one of them. It's it, it's over a few transfer windows. They haven't evolved. And, and listen, we don't know for certain in terms of what budget he's got. Because if Sean's got the budget they've said, that's what you're having. you know, Or is it a case of he doesn't really want to go into that market because he loses what, Burnley really have been all about. Hard working class team that will do what he wants to say. Because if you bring in four or five players who are better calibre, they're going to say, hold on a wee minute, what? I'm just going to hump it up and get on the second balls. Mm-hmm. Like that's industrial football. That's back to the Wimbledon days.
3: Yeah, biggest thing for me has just been defensively, Tom. They've, they've conceded a lot more goals yeah. this season. Goals in recent weeks haven't been too much of, of a problem. Barnes and Wood have have been playing quite well. well both for, in both for goals. double figures, yeah. Um, but defensively, that's where I've been really surprised with them this season. The ease in which teams have been and able ski- to get and at con- them, conceding late yeah. goals
2: as well. I think they're, they're, they're the highest. I think they're about. I think they've conceded ten in the last last four or five minutes. And you know that, that's that's massive. You and know, fourteen
1: I mean? from outside the box as well. They're the yeah. top of all the negative statistics <laughs> when it comes to conceding, if you, if you take away that the two that are already relegated this season, uh, they are currently the worst defensively. Got to be a bit of hope for Cardiff. And also, those games coming up, uh, it is real tough, right? So they've got Wolves coming up next after the international break. Bournemouth and Cardiff, what a game that's going to be, by the way. Uh, and then there's a final four matches of Chelsea, Manchester City, Everton and Arsenal.
2: <laughs> I think the only thing about the break and Wolves don't know how many Wolves have got away in international duty, and many have, have I Burnley. I don't think Burnley's wolves? got money. It. So mm. it's, it's a massive game. That break, you know, whatever he does, whether yep. he takes them away, a little bit, I don't know what the scenario would be, taking away a bit of team bonding to really go again. Because one thing for certain in that 10 days, he ain't going to be able to change his style of play. Yeah. So he's going to have, it'll have to be more of the same. Yep. And hopefully
3: they can get the breaks they've got to start keeping clean sheets as simple as that we mm-hmm. saw them against Tottenham at home a couple of weeks ago and they were they were superior I thought the front two the way they run the channels they yeah. caused Tottenham all kinds of problems they defended for their lives mm-hmm. and it's about getting that balance. When you're a team like that, you've got to have the balance of being mm. defensively solid, but you have to cause teams problems going forward. So I'd be showing them that Tottenham game to be fair, yeah, in the yeah. break and getting them to try and replicate that.
1: Uh, a couple of quick bits on Leicester. Firstly, we got our first glimpse of the Brendan Rodgers cliche uh when he said the team showed a great mentality <laughs> uh, in winning this game, which they Delighted. did, but it was still... Fabulous to see him do it again. <laughs> um and, and the other thing I wanted to mention uh was James Madison who for some reason is not in the England squad, but that's a whole other thing. Um who cares about this international break really? They're friendlies, whatever. But he, he's not in the squad, but he scores the goal and then he whips his shirt off and he's got a message to someone who's passed away and he's obviously very emotional when he scored this goal as well. We talk about this a lot. And <clears throat> we talk about this a lot, but essentially, um you know, it's a nice, touching message. He's emotional about it, and then suddenly he has to get yellow carded for it. I mean, come
2: on. Well, come the rules have got a silly cha- rule, yeah. But the rules have got to change. It's not the referee. If he doesn't do it, he's going to get yeah. marked down. So it was almost apologetic. One of the referees. he went up and shook his hand, and yeah. you know, what I mean, and to be making fair, them do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Nonsense. So I think there has to be a rule change on that leeway, there. Way, You're yeah. right. It should be leeway. Yeah. The, ref. The, 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 listen, at the end of the day, I think. Anybody taking a top? What damage does that do? Mm. In the emotion of scoring a goal, you whip your top off and swing it around or whatever. Yeah. What, what? 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 What is? What is? What is that wrong? What is that creating? Anybody to to mm. to, to, to do violence or what? I just I find it bizarre.
1: It's bizarre. What was the game you did Steve? Was it? Man, the Man
3: United <laughs> goal was that it when uh, you scored was, against Man United. It was the first.
2: It was the first. The last time that I that I ever did that. Well, they actually that had, had a, have actually I, yeah. actually had. A,
3: um, I, I scored a goal against, I think it was against Wrexham for Cardiff City, and I, 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 not obviously not used to scoring exactly. Games, so I didn't know what to do. I've run off towards the crowd like, what do I do here? So I've just got the shit off, just start swinging around. <laughs> well, I took it off.
2: I had about a hundred letters going. Really loved your goal, but please let us know next time. I'll bring me sunglasses because you nearly snow blinded me with that white torso. There's a snowman
3: on the
1: pitch. <laughs> uh, right, gotta move on. Should we talk a bit about West Ham? Uh, they beat. Huddersfield Town by four goals to three this weekend. Crazy, crazy game. Huddersfield Town, who'd scored no goals away from home in the calendar year 2019, they've now scored 20% of their season goals (laughs) against West Ham, by the way. Uh, They drew 1-1 with them at the John Smiths earlier in the season. Um, How on earth did Huddersfield Town get 3-1 up in this game? And and in a way, is this the kind of game that's going to make fans love this ground? Because it was a weird, topsy-turvy, entertaining... Like You come away from that thinking, we shouldn't have... Been that close to losing it, but this is the kind of thing that's happened to Man United and Arsenal for years. Or we're losing this, and they win it late. This is a kind of—it's a good thing in a way. Right? It was
2: the worst defensive performance by two teams I've seen in one game. It mm. was horrendous goals, free headers, poor marking at corners, just poor decision making. And, and that's what made it a, a good game because the standard was shocking. If we're <laughs> if we're being totally honest, <laughs> you know, I watched the game and I'm thinking, and, and to be fair, West Ham they do need a couple of full backs I think in the thing I think even Big Dup who's been a sensational signing was awful I mean he had probably his worst game in a West Ham shirt because he's been been very good but now listen I think the good thing for the ground is we're it's now becoming a little bit of a fortress you know we're, we're getting a good run by hook or by crook um, you know the fans are now seeing goals so they'll be happy but the standard of the game was horrendous
3: <laughs>
1: What about some of the players West Ham brought on? Um, Samir Nasri's not seen a great deal of football this season. Uh, Came on, he assists Javier Hernandez. And surely Javier Hernandez now. It's been a long, long time. Let's just play him for eight minutes. (laughs)
2: <laughs> like stop
1: starting him, stop giving him
2: hard. Uh, just bring him well, on. We, the we were just minute. saying earlier, you must have been spitting at that at their TV <laughs> screen when he came on, and when he scored, a bit, you were like a typical fan jumping around Loving with your him. Mexico Loving top out, saying, yeah. "Come <laughs> on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have, and saying to the missus, "We'll have fajitas tonight." <laughs> 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 we know the 2 side of you, Tom, Rennie. And more faces in the Town Hall
1: clock, don't <laughs> you forget it. Uh, yeah, obviously celebrated it, but I mean, Javier Hernandez, he doesn't do a great deal else in that. I mean, it is great normal. But that, I think
2: the but... likes of, uh, uh, listen, he is an impact sub for me, whether, you know, financially it may he's viable sense, but he's somebody like him is great to have on, especially like these games. And, uh, you know, Sammy Nasri came on, he was involved, he, he showed a little bit of calmness and been able to pick a pass, but... If it's the way for West Ham to try and break into the top six, they've got to be moving past them players as well. Well,
1: Just wonder how much there is to spend uh, this summer at West Ham. Plenty of sales, I imagine, as well, with with a a bit of a bloated squad. And and Andy Carroll probably won't play for West Ham again. Injured his ankle, and so he's he's out for the rest of this season.
2: Yeah, it's a real shame for Andy, because when he's fit, he's a handful. You know, he scored some great goals for West Ham as well, but he just can't stay fit. No, it. it's, 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 it's a real shame. Uh,
1: on Huddersfield Town, we've not had a great deal to talk about with them this season, but um, what a performance by Grant up front. Carlin Grant, absolutely fantastic. He is now Huddersfield's top scorer. He's still Charlton's top scorer. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they go down, I, I'm not too sure he's going to go with them, you know. I think he looks really good. The third goal, for those out there that haven't seen it, do try and see it. Fantastic. Yeah,
3: very good. Even in the, even the first goal, I know he, he scuffs it a little bit. Those those scuffers tend to find the bottom <laughs> corner, don't they? But he gets himself in in the box, in, in the right position. And the second one, I mean, Diop doesn't cover himself in any glory. The yeah. way he kind of dives in, but the spin away from him, and then yeah. the finish was fantastic, so... He looks like he's he's taken to Premier League life like a like a duck to war To be fair, so um, if he continues that between now and the end of the season, it might be well, one. You, you could you could maybe... certainly see
2: a team like Norwich taking something yeah, like yeah. him, yeah. pace, power. Mm. You know, he would be be an asset to them.
1: Yeah, fantastic performance from him. But Huddersfield uh, defeated again, and by my maths, they could go down in two week's time, depending on results of course with with other teams. 14 uh, still their tally. 16 short of Burnley with 7 games remaining. Right, when we come back, few games to get through and I've got to ask you about why there's an international break now. I just don't get it. We'll come back to it. Now let's talk about the crowds this weekend. Now Bournemouth against Newcastle United finished 2-2. Uh, But in this game When Newcastle scored That 94th minute equaliser I think it's seven people Have come on the pitch And all been arrested Including a 14 year old boy One steward Has broken their nose We don't know at this point As we record the programme Whether it was an accident Someone just jumps forward Or whether they've Actually been punched in the face I don't have that information But I do know that has happened Uh, We had someone running on the pitch When West Ham scored their winner Uh, He was caught by a steward eventually But did get to hug a few players Of course last week We got the punch on Jack Grealish We've got uh, someone pushing Swansea Chris Smalling, Swansea well. at the weekend, it's happened. I mean, you know, it, it, it almost feels a little bit like fans are getting far too emboldened yeah. to come on the field of play. Um, what could be done to stop it? And, and can we blame Newcastle fans here? Because some have said, well, the stewarding wasn't adequate and the ground isn't fit for Premier League football. I mean, is that a good enough excuse?
2: No, it's good not hell. if you're running on the pitch. Of course it's not. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you're, you're letting your club down. I know a heat of the mo- motion, moment... In terms of Newcastle, a bit different because of celebrating, but somebody to run on to try and insult a player is bang out of order, and he's rightly got what he deserves. He's got a bit of time in prison um, to think about his actions. But it, I can understand the emotion when fans say score. I can understand they're just celebrating, but but you know to run on and punch a player. I thought I thought Jack Grealish was commendable in terms of you know the, no retaliation. You know what I mean? Because the first thing you'd be thinking, if somebody's punched you from behind, mm. you'd be get up and try to knock yeah. his block off, wouldn't mm. you, Danny? Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that'd be honest. So, But it, it's going to take something, I think. Somebody's really going to get hurt. Listen, thankfully, it was a powder punch. It was the worst punch I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ever seen. Um, but, yeah, it's what do you do for it? You know what I mean? How many stewards do you have? If, if, if that amount of fans want to get on the pitch, they're going to get on some. Mm.
1: I mean there's got to be something coming up soon where there's going to be some real investment in, in the stewarding I mean I've been to, to London Stadium as a fan as a journalist and I've said to them where's the media bit and they go I don't know yeah. where, where do I go Nobody to get a pie mate I'm not really sure to be honest no. is there a toilet round here yeah just keep going round don't go ask and find a steward anything and you know <laughs> I, I don't blame them in a way because <laughs> essentially they're not on a great deal of money yeah. not going to be properly trained in a lot of these places we need to have a bit of a revolution where all this money flowing to, to agents and everywhere yeah. it's flowing on the security of the players on the field and the fans in the stands as well. They've like, got to be some serious investment in it. And if a team has fans running on next week, no fans are allowed in because then there's. Well, I think the only, the only thing
2: that I don't know maybe you could it could be a points because financially ain't really what you're really going to hit. Even if you hit a club with two on the ground, fine. Is that really going to hurt them? And it, you know, I mean, the only way really I suppose you could hurt them it would be unfair in the club is deducting points. Mm. So maybe the fans think you know, I'm really hurting the team here. But then these, these idiots, they're not really proper fans, you mm. know, and they're just, 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 just totally numbskulls, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. So I don't know what you do, how how you, how you get them from, from thinking that way. And let's have, right, the ones that run on probably bevied up and yeah. whatever else they've got yeah. in their system. So there's no, there's no common sense anyway.
3: It's difficult to stop. But as you said, I think the shooting, it should be a proper job. Your proper pay, yeah. proper training. A bit
2: like, a bit like P- Dorman. They're they're licensed now. Yeah, you know what I mean. You you have to have a license. You've got to go through training. You know, if if that's your job. But then, the financial payment. The club will the clubs want to pay for well, professional pay, right? steward, that's and that problem. that's another issue, isn't it? I always like getting thrown out of pubs by a professional. That's why. <laughs> um, well, I don't want to know them pubs that you're going to, Tom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm throwing my powder puff punches at people from behind. Uh, right, let's get back to some of the football. Let's talk Bournemouth Newcastle. Um, Josh King scores a couple, but Newcastle United great resilience. Solomon Rondon scoring a brilliant free kick and uh, and Matt Ritchie as well. A couple of examples this weekend of someone scoring a goal against their former team and actually celebrating. Yeah. And he, mean, then, he, but then afterwards he
2: does his interviews.
3: Apologises no. for celebrating, immediately regretted his decision. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, I, I think listen, he was obviously somebody give him the media savvy as he's going for his interview and make sure you'd be paid bomb with the respect. But what a finish, let's put it that way, you know, and that key moment on the outside of his boot, falling mm. back. To generate that power of gabs, that's a great finish.
3: No one's really said too much about that finish nah. either. No. Ridiculous it's finish. half volley as well, isn't it? No, half yeah. no no Howe said it was the last
2: person he wanted to fall yeah. to. Better...
3: And, and there probably was a little bit of bitterness there in the celebration because he did a good job for Bournemouth, didn't he? And um, I think, what did they get for him? 10 eleven million, 10, 10 yeah. Very mm-hmm. quick to... It was one of those chances Why? I, I, I was thought, surprised, oh, surprised he let him go, yeah, wouldn't you? That, that Eddie mm-hmm. let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he was as well, so no surprise maybe, you know, to see him celebrate that goal. But what what a strike by the way. Mm. And what a
2: strike from Rondom. He's been yeah. simply sensational and you know, we were other talking about West Newcastle. Ham needing strikers. Yeah. He would certainly be on on my list, as would be Mitrovic as a, as a power forward mm. who can lead the line and can run in behind. I think he's as, as Gabby would tell you, he's a team player. The yeah. other players probably respect what he does more because you take Rondon out of that team, that team probably doesn't function. Mm. You know, and it's probably relegated. That's how big a player he is for Newcastle.
1: All but safe now, though, Newcastle United. uh, That puts them on 35 points. Seven clear of Cardiff with seven remaining. Uh, Not too far away. Maybe one win, maybe a draw. 35 may well be enough. Who knows? Uh, Right, let's go to Sunday's two games. Uh, Liverpool back at the top of the Premier League. Two points clear of City uh, having played a game more. Where would they be without Sadio Mane right now? Uh, Another 20 goals in all competitions uh, this season. Uh, 11th goal in as many games in all competitions. Uh, Again, I think Jurgen Klopp said that it wasn't a great game, but they got the job done. And that's, that's, that's a change for them. They haven't been getting the job done, have they?
2: Yeah, they haven't. And... Firmino has been in a bit of a rut as well, even though he he created the first goal. He hasn't anywhere near the same levels in terms of his goals and his impact at Liverpool. Um, I think Mo Salah, even though he still scored 17 goals and got 10 assists, is not at the level he was last year. And I think it really came to me, I watched West Ham play Liverpool at the Olympic Stadium and he was their main man. He's really come to the fourth sorta he was almost like the lesser musketeer, wasn't he? Two years ago. He was he was what I don't know what his name, Porfos or something like that there. <laughs> he's he's now the main man. He's now D'Artagnan. And and, and in terms of eleven goals and eleven games, just as they've needed him, he has been absolutely mm. sensational.
3: I think the, the issue Liverpool have is they're so heavily reliant on that front three the midfield, I think, what is it, five goals between a lot yeah. of them this season and you look at the front three they just don't ever get rotated Jurgen Klopp can't do that, he doesn't have someone really off the bench to take one of them out you look at Man City, Pets being able to rest the front three at times Sane, Sterling yeah. at times don't always start and that mm. will be a big thing probably in this point in the season now and I mean, you look at Salah and he's still getting chances. Last season, he would have been tucking them away. But maybe it's no surprise to see him at this level this season because what he did last season was ridiculous. He'd never shown those numbers up until then. He plays the whole season with Liverpool, Champions League final. I know he went off injured. Goes to the World Cup, plays in the World Cup, probably two weeks rest, comes back and he's back playing, you know, back in the Premier League. I think somebody's
2: got to give him an an arm around him and say, listen, relax, you could see him. He was snatching, he was desperate to get that goal. A couple yeah. of times he could have played Sani and he in didn't, yeah. rather than take the shot. So, listen, I suppose that's, you know, for goal scorers, they want to score goals, so yeah. he's getting a little bit anxious. But I'm in agreement with you. Listen, they played Origi on Saturday and he's a bit part is he is he someone that can come in no. a bit like Man City have you Mares. know Sterling Rhea Marias no. to come in Sani to come in if they're not so you know there's no difference Bernardo Silva can come off David Silva can come on yeah. you know you've got Kevin the the Bruyne, all right, he's out injured now. So, I think, yeah, I just think they looked a little bit fatigued, and I think the game became a bit. They got got ahead, From and then the game so became the a name. bit too easy for them, yeah. and they took the foot off the gas and and let Fulham back into it. But yeah. listen, they're hanging in there. They've asked the question again, so you know they're they're finding a way, uh, and it's mainly down to Tassani, who's who's let like, say he, who is Mo Salah. Yeah. for him this season this year, yeah. seller I've
1: uh, got to ask you about uh, this quote from James Milner and it, it leads to Virgil van Dijk as well uh, so James Milner's about to come on he said the gaffer said uh, come on and calm it down so the first thing I did was slice it over the top and put Virgil under pressure which wasn't ideal uh, and then of course they went on to score Virgil van Dijk he has been rightly praised but he's not the the second coming of Paolo Maldini is he I mean that's all calmed down a bit he's very it's, good let's leave is, it at that for a while he
3: is a, a, a sensational player I mean obviously myself being a defender um, I probably watch defenders' performances more than any other position, and he does not have a weakness, really, in his game, which is unusual. Normally, most players, this, you can look at some area and say, well, he needs to get get better at that. At the minute, he looks like he's on the top of his game. Um, Did he make a mistake for No, this girl, for, though, for yeah? me, I, when I, initially when I saw it, I thought, mix up Van Dyke maybe he's put the head of short credit to Ryan Babel because he's on the move. When I saw it closer, for me, it's the keeper. Alistair
2: defended you. It's a combination (laughs) of mistakes. It is a little bit, because
3: he should probably deal with it, clear his lines. Um, It was too easy for him in the game. He was cruising. And that's uh,
2: when I was up in Scotland managing and he was there... And that's when he was at his worst, is when the game became too Too easy easy. for him. Because I had a few people ask me about him. You know, West Ham were looking at him at one stage. I said, listen, I'd take him. I said, because down the Premier League, he will be at his best. Watch him in the Champions League games up at Celtic against Barcelona. He was unbelievable. But when the game becomes too easy, like some of the games up in Scotland are for Celtic, he switches off. And I think... That w- that was a prime moment. I think he's eradicated that in the Premier yeah. League a lot more. Yeah, but, but I low think low as
3: low a top com- top. the goalkeeper should really have been stronger, shouldn't he? Yeah, they? I, I'm not. I'm not fully convinced with Allison. Everybody's raving about him, sixty million, good with his feet and mm. all. I'm not. I think he's an upgrade on what Liverpool had but mm. for me but do you not feel like that's I'm goalkeepers
2: not, in general they're all better I'm with the feet but they're getting worse fully with fully their hands mm. and you know I mean the the redder it is for me yeah. is you've got to be able to save them you know me mm. I mean you look at Dave Martin you even look at Jordan Pickford at uh, at Everton mm. like the last few weeks he's
3: England goalkeeper his hands yeah. have been horrendous yeah, yeah. Well, Sergio you know I mean, Rico, brick hands is Rico say, in oh, the game cost Fulham a point really yeah. with with poor handling of the shot from Sally, he should have gathered it. He drops it down, yeah. Mane. Then he he compounds it with another yeah. mistake, pulls Mane down, and they lose the game. Mm-hmm. So, um Liverpool got the job done. They deserve to win. They were they were a better team. Mm-hmm. They created chances. They weren't clinical. But you they, just feel the games they've got to, a bit, they've got to play yeah. better. Yeah, it's a bit more of a grind yeah. for them at the minute than Man City.
1: Uh, briefly on Fulham, probably two or three weeks away, like Huddersfield from a confirmed relegation. Mm. Scott Park has taken over as caretaker. They have been difficult fixtures, but if you're looking at the summer right now, I don't think he's he's, he's talked his way into the job here, has he really?
2: Well, I th- listen, it's difficult because, no disrespect, their the recruitment, for me, if you're coming up, you've got to get a, a sound defensive thing. Like, no disrespect, Callum Chambers and Tim Ream are decent what I would call championship if you're looking to get promoted players. They're not Premier League players, in my opinion. And and that's your heart of your defence. So, you know, you're always going to concede goals. And when you're conceding goals, the confidence that ekes out of you, you know what I mean? It's very mm. difficult because at times they have looked like they've put something together with Mitrovic and going forward, they're not so bad, but defensively, they're mm. absolutely all over the gaff.
3: You can't spend £100 million and then still have a back four of Frosu Mensah, Tim Ream, Callum Chambers and, and Joe Bryan. You know, mm. where the money's just been yeah. spent really poorly a lack of quality yeah. just quantity not quality and yeah. Scotty I thought he was actually going to cry after the game he looked like he was going to cry yeah. he's an emotional kind of guy to be fair but I mean he's got a difficult job he's got a massive
2: deve- and the thing about it is when, when they do go down which is only a matter of time then the rebuilding job really has to be done and mm. when you go down I've seen it at clubs your better players go then you're left for the players that nobody wants and then bring them in Then you've got to galvanise and mould them into the team and maybe maybe are they they going to give Scott I hope they do because he's a great lad and a great player and you want to see young British managers get an opportunity Mm. but maybe for his first job he might be a good one that he can duck if they beat Man City next week, though.
1: Good point, really. I mean, the Khan family have a bit of showbiz as well, don't they? So they'll probably get in someone like Felix McGatt will come back yeah, probably. and probably do Scott Parker a favour to go to uh, a more progressive club in uh, some way. We'll, we'll certainly see. Uh, listen, we've got to move on. We're nearly out of time. I've got to ask you about Chelsea. Uh, another defeat for them, losing away at Everton by two goals. And probably good for the first half an hour or so. But, but it just feels like, Gabs, they just keep giving it to Eden Hazard and hoping for the best. And if that doesn't yeah. work, then they're,
3: they're finished. Well... I thought they started the game ever so well and I thought it's just a matter of time before they score in that first half. They they really were on the front foot. Everton um, couldn't get out of their half. Um, so I didn't actually see a lot of the second half. But when I saw the 2-0 scoreline, I was a little bit shocked with the way I saw Chelsea play in that first half. But as you say, Tom, you kind of look at them and it is very much, yeah, give it to Hazard, see what you can do. They don't get enough players in behind teams everything is in front of teams and you know they keep the ball um, but they just don't move defences about enough for me um, mm. you know they bring Higuain in at times he's not getting the ball probably quick enough he's making those movements he's not getting it then he starts coming short on one <laughs> yeah. doing, trying to get the ball um, and it, it just became easy for Everton setting after to defend against they up their game their intensity they got a few more bodies forward started asking one or two more questions of, of Chelsea defensively and um, obviously got the goal from the from the corner um with Charleston with a header and and then obviously Alonso does something I, stupid and takes the game away I from think, Chelsea giving the penalty. I think the away. manager
2: is on a sticky wicket and yeah. I think the players know he's on a sticky wicket yeah. <laughs> and, and that in itself, whether yeah. it's subconsciously or not, they know the likelihood they don't make the Champions League he's out. So they're not bothered. I think Hazard is desperate to get away, although he said he wants to stay. I think he'd love to get to Real Madrid, and I'm in agreement with you. It's almost like playground football. Give it to him and see what happens. Yeah. But surely, you've got to have a bit more threats than that. And they've got good players: Pedro, Higuain. Mm. You know, surely they've got to be a little bit more. But for me, the decision is still. He brings in the whole the midfielder, and he's playing Cantley for me, out of position mm. and, and saying that he can't do that role. And he's won two Premier League titles, a World Cup. It, you know, if I'm a player sitting in that changing, I'm, I'm looking at the little... And I'm sure Cantley seems like a great guy. He's mm. just accepted it. And, and and to play him in that role running forward, what's he got, three goals this season? Mm. You know, does that start not tell you? Yeah. He, he's not an actual... Forward running midfielder, and and, to, and the way to they play
1: doesn't help those two midfielders create anyway because no. it's basically get it to Hazard exactly. and then let him do something, and these three basically mm. sit. Yeah, I
2: yeah. think as well he's not really the manager's not really having people like Giroud. So his nose is out of joint. You know, would he not have been better going with Giroud to the end of the season just seeing what happens and trying to, you know, whether he's going to kid him on because it has to be as a manager you have got a kid players on at times it's, you know if you want them to do the job he's made it abundantly clear that he doesn't f- fancy Giroud but yet you look he scored eight goals in the Europa League yeah you know his goal scoring rate per game isn't bad uh, and he brings Seguin on brings Seguin in and then yeah. doesn't leave him out yeah. it's just well, it's knows just bizarre he limits
3: Giroud. he will stand and be a focal point he won't go drifting about mm. and you know vacating his he 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 yeah, he's hazard. perfect for how Chelsea should play really yeah. with Hazard because he crazy. will just occupy two centre-backs and, and not move. But yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of problems there. Sorry, can't even explain him. He comes after the game and he's, well, I can't even explain what happened in the second half. If he can't yeah. explain it... Then I mean, he's <laughs> such a
1: on. dislikeable, charmless oaf. Yeah. I, I'm it's not his fault, sure well, is it?
2: We've we have, we have heard, listen, not that you hear all speculation, that he's not the most outgoing... Chatty people. I think mm. even the people at the training ground have got a dislike to him. He's Listen, rude that could, well. that could be, podcast, only, that could be only, only, only rumor and say, but he doesn't come across, you know, sitting there sucking on that fag butt. Like you know what I me, mean? what's he up to? Fifty like, a day what, 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 a what is that all about? It just, <laughs> just looks so there, wrong. On the touchline, it's, yeah. it's so weird. Imagine if you have got a manager there sucking on a fag. Yeah. If I had a manager That's sucking a, player, a fag, telling yeah. me you need to, you need, you need to do this, you need to that. Like I'd be looking at him thinking, why is up me?
1: Never mind manager if i knew someone who needed to smoke so badly they had a cigarette butt in their mouth all day i'd send it with a doctor you've got serious problems like he shouldn't be in charge of anything i want to let him drive a bus he's mad he's absolutely mad he's totally gone in the head it doesn't make any sense uh listen uh we're nearly out of time but i've got to ask you this about the international break right now we are getting to the climax of all the major european leagues juventus even lost a game Uh, yesterday as we record. You know, the league's finished, but something interesting happened. Uh, In our league, we've got a great title race on. We've got a great relegation battle. Loads going on. And now we've got a week of March internationals. I just don't get why we don't just close the season earlier and do a bunch of internationals at the end. Why have we got a break right now? It makes no sense to me.
2: I say... Tom Rennie for FIFA <laughs> president, <laughs> chairman, one hundred percent. one hundred and fifty team World Cup if I get there. It. <laughs> it it it's, it's so no, annoying. listen, it, it, it so is annoying. Managing, but obviously, but... in terms of the fixtures and how they fit them in, you know, I don't know what the the strategy is for that there. But but obviously, the international football has to be fitted in. So mm. you know, the powers to be do it whenever they do it. But I'm in agreement with you, Tom. Just as it as it's really getting. Tasty. To, to tasty. Yeah. We're there. We're there, and there's We're another break. For eight months to get to this moment, and then it's like, right, everyone got the beach. I think, listen, mm. we've got, we got a lot of us. We've got the title race, we've got the battle for top four, we've got the relegation. So, you know, it's boiling in in, in, in three or four different capacities. Same mm. for
1: the Championships, same for other leagues, all the big leagues, mm-hmm. the best stuff. And we can really focus on these England games. Come the end of the end of the summer. Maybe that's the season, what Dave's Davies
2: went for an interview with FIFA. That's what he is. <laughs> You'll yeah. be gutted one if he gets that before <laughs> he you. He won't
1: get that job. He can't even produce this show. <laughs> he don't even turn up. He's <laughs> never going to get that. Anyway, look, we're out of time. Gabs, Stevie Domas thank you very much indeed. Enjoy the international break. Um, we'll be on the beach, not watching the football. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks.